Hello, everyone. My name is Matt Dixon, and you are listening to The Graphics Profiles, the official podcast of Graphics Pro Magazine, Expo, and Daily Newsletter, covering every aspect of the graphics industry live, in print, and online. My guest this month is Matt Charbonneau. Matt started his career in the sign industry in 1985 as Charbonneau Signs. In 2017, he published the Pre-Sale Sign Survey Field Guide. And in 2019, he started Storm Mountain Signs and the Sign Design Institute. Contact him at matt at stormmountainsigns.com www.stormmountainscience.com or 970-481-4151. Before we bring in Matt, let's take a quick break to hear from this month's sponsor, Gemini. Like a website, illuminated signage is a potent form of communication. In an attention economy, nothing turns heads and drives more business than lit signage. Now is the time to make illuminated signage a bigger part of your business. The signage experts at Gemini Inc. can help you leverage lit signage to generate more revenues for your sign shop. Visit GeminiMade.com to learn how Gemini lit signage can help you grow your business. Thank you very much for joining me today, Matt. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How about you, Matt? Doing very good. Thank you. Uh, I'd really love to talk to you today about channel letters. I know you've been uh, working with those for quite some time. Kind of give me your background on how long you have been involved in the channel letter industry. Let's see. I would say I kind of picked up into that probably about mid-90s. And um, the, uh, one, of the, one of the things that always struck me as uh, interesting about channel letters is that um, they they have traditionally always been hand built. They were they were molded by hand. It was a real craft, uh, working with a five inch piece of aluminum for the return, and uh, working with the shapes that were probably back in the back in the olden days, if I can speak like that, back when um, we didn't have uh, computer programs to create the actual um, you know routed files for the backs of the letters. They were typically cut out by hand with a jigsaw and, and built that way. And, um, and naturally that becomes, when, when you're, when you have a crack and you have a, a product that way, each one becomes a, almost like an individual piece of artwork and uh, definitely a craft that has been, uh, I wouldn't say moved to the side necessarily, but has definitely been made the, a process made a lot faster with the uh, automation of the, channel letter machine, the vendors that uh, are now available. You think there's still room out there in the sign industry for shops that want to get into channel letters? Oh, absolutely. Um, and one of the, one of the nice things about getting into channel letters uh, nowadays is that um, realistically, let's say you have, let's say you're a, a shop and you've got clients that you've been providing products to um, and the comment, the conversation will come up because uh, they obviously need a new sign out front. And that conversation comes around to, uh, yeah, I, well, could you possibly provide us some channel letters? I mean, we only need a small setup here. Um, um, you provided us all of our other marketing materials and shirts and things like that. So is that, it's kind of a graphic thing. Could you help us? And, you know, if it is something you're looking at jumping into, uh, there's definitely some steps that you can take that will allow you to, let's say, swim with the sharks without risk of getting eaten. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about those steps. 
Uh, let's say I am a, a print service provider. All I do right now is, uh, you know, mostly just run the printer and, you know, some t-shirts and awards and such. How do I make that leap into channel letters? What I would, what I would start with is becoming very familiar with the city sign code or county sign code. Um, there's no doubt a code that is regulating what can be put up on the building, how big, that kind of thing. Secondly, is do your research and homework with the, the actual landlord. Now, that could be a shopping center uh, owner or management company, or it could be the owner of a standalone building. Um, however, how, how do I want to say it? The, the documents that are in place already for the shopping center and for the city, those will dictate to you how big the channel letters need to be, how many square feet that channel letter sign can take up, and how the sign, how the channel letters need to be fabricated in order to be installed per the shopping center or per the building owner's request. That's first step. Second step, um, I don't suppose you would happen to have a flatbed router sitting in your back of your shop that could handle uh, routing aluminum. So if you don't, you're probably going to have to look at hiring a subcontractor, uh, a channel letter wholesaler, who can then provide you the actual fabricated letters um, which would then be shipped to your location, or if, if you're lucky enough to find a fabricator that's uh, in your town, they can actually just fabricate them and put them up for you as, as well as fabricate them. If you, uh, if you find somebody to, um, you know, you find a place that has channel letters available that you'll be able to order and have them shipped to you, then you simply need to find a sub-installer, a company who is licensed, in the city uh, with all of the appropriate liability insurances and all the things the city requires, uh, they will be the ones that have to put those channel letters up for you and install them onto the building. Now, now that, that's probably the most important step to take because once you get your mindset, you say, yep, we're gonna do this, we're gonna offer these to our customer, you have to say, do you build them yourself or do you let another company who does nothing but build them all day long, do you let them handle them? Obviously, that's the answer because it makes no sense to go out there and drop a bunch of hard-earned cash on equipment, space, liability, insurance, workers, all the things that it takes to make a uh, to, to make a set of channel letters um, in a sign shop, there, there's quite a bit. So, and not exactly something you'd want to just jump into and say, sure, let's just drop 250000 on a new place to build this $3,000 set of channel letters. So find a wholesaler. And once you find a wholesaler, obviously they're going to be working with your artwork, which there's, there's probably going to be some learning curve there. If you contact and build a relationship with a wholesaler. And when I say a relationship, I, I don't mean just go to them with a job and say, hey, 
I have this now. Can you help me get unburied or out of help me get out of the, the tall weeds that I've gotten myself buried in because I'm not really sure what's happening or what needs to be done for a set of channel letters. I'm talking about going and finding that fabricator before you have the job, before you have the opportunity and ask them and say, you know, this is something we'd like to be able to offer. Um, is this something you could help us with? And how do we go about um, representing a channel letter uh, fabrication or sales process and do it correctly so that we don't end up promising things that can't be done? And you will find that any business, I mean, imagine yourself, if, if somebody came to you and said, hey, uh, we'd like to get into this. Uh, you look like an expert at it. And if we have a client that needs something, could we lean it on you and you provide them and, and we'll just make sure that's a real easy process and we'd like to watch and pay attention and see how it's done. And, and we'd like to eventually be able to do that ourselves someday, but we're, we're probably never be building them, but why couldn't we offer this to our clients as a service and you be the ones who provide them for us? What what channel letter or what sign wholesaler is ever going to say no to that, right, man? So it sounds like you would recommend that either you go big into channel letters or create that partnership with somebody who is big into channel letters because it's very difficult to make a financial uh, decision that's going to work for just a few channel letters here and there. Oh, well, yeah. Because, I mean, you think about it, you know, in the electric sign world, um, you've got, I've worked on channel letter sets that were, each letter was 16 feet tall. Um, I've also worked on um, really small letter, channel letter projects where maybe the entire word is, is the word nails, N-A-I-L-S, right? I mean, that's about as small of a, a sign channel letter set that you can build. And there's a lot of those jobs out there that need to be completed. However, when you look at the simple scale of volume of business, you get a wholesaler that's busy doing a lot of monuments and channel letter sets that maybe where each letter is about, you know, I don't know, 30 to 40 inches tall. These are the big projects that carry big price, the, the big the tickets to go with those letters. And naturally those companies there, that's where they want to focus. That's where their bread and butter's at. When the small sets come up, they don't really have the time to mess with it. But if you handled all the groundwork and simply provided them an order that they could just simply produce and get back or go install, make it really simple. Now you've got now you've got a relationship. You've got a business relationship that you're establishing, and you're saying, "Please, we will bring you the crumbs that, that we run into these smaller projects." But show us what we need to do. We're going to get everything to you the right way. And uh, all we're asking you to do is produce them for us uh, so we can then take them and install them. And I, I really, what company is going to ever say no to that? Because most large companies, fabricators, wholesalers, they're very, very busy just managing the details of the projects that they currently are, are trying to take care of. Uh, typically, wholesalers have a stream of work coming from a plethora of accounts that they have relationships just like that with, that they work with. And since you're not in the electric industry to start with, you 
have to be able to start someplace, establish yourself. And that really goes to, that really comes down to just finding that wholesaler or that electric shop that'll possibly be willing to work with you that way and put it out there and ask them to be your partner. And uh, it's just a handshake agreement, look me in the eye and say, I'm going to bring me my clients and I'm just asking you not to take my clients away from me. <laughs> That's all you're asking. And, and let's face it, we all know there's plenty of work out there. And I think if we all uh, we all look at it that way and take that approach, it's, uh, I think we all have plenty to do and it's enough to go around. Okay, Matt, let's just take a quick break here for a word from this episode's sponsor, Gemini. What do customers love? If you answered options, you'd be right. In today's attention economy, attracting eyeballs to your business is job number one. That's why you should go with Gemini Illuminated Signage, high quality and options galore. Because when it comes to signage, Gemini understands the power of using lit signage to communicate a brand. Visit GeminiMade.com to learn how Gemini lit signage can help you grow your business. And we're back with sign designer, Matt Charbonneau. Uh, Matt, when we're talking channelers, I guess I should say as a disclaimer right away, if you're not a licensed electrician, stay away from electricity, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, the one thing that we, uh, the one thing we have to pay attention to with this is Underwriters Laboratories, UL. Um, UL, which is the other reason to really, it really enforces the whole concept of find a wholesaler that you can have that relationship with. Um, a wholesaler who will build your channel letters correctly, the right way, per UL. So that, you know, they, you know, Matt, they always say, um, you know, there's all kinds of things that I've seen over the years that people have gotten away with. And uh, we've all, we've all seen the Facebook pages and the groups where, you know, they, they, there's photos taken of the way Things are done sometimes and it's not right. And it's never an issue until it catches on fire. Really. That's, there's not a whole lot that would indicate a problem unless it caught on fire. And that's when UL gets involved. And that's when it gets really ugly, really, really fast. So I, I just, I cannot iterate that, reiterate that enough. Uh, in fact, it was really cool. I had, I had uh, one of the readers of, uh, my article that I put out a couple months ago. Um, in fact, he asked me about the UL aspect because we were talking about I was talking about signage and letters and things like that. And I had really not talked about UL at all, only because there's really only so many words you can put into an article right now, Mr. Editor. Right? I mean, yeah. So I mean, it's there's only so many things that you can cover in one section like that. But yeah, the UL part is so important in electricity. Um, and the thing to remember is that the thing about UL, they're not the bad guys. They're, they're the ones that make sure that things are built correctly so that they don't catch on fire or people don't get electrocuted. And I know we are in the 12 volt world with LEDs. You're right. But that will still put you on your butt if you're not careful. It will also set something on fire very quickly if it's not grounded or cladded correctly. And that's why you've got to have a sub a subcontractor, sub uh, fabricator, wholesale sub fabricator that will step in and handle all those elements and details for you so that you don't have to. Makes you look good, makes them look good. Uh, they're behind the scenes, they're making the money they need to make, but you're also making a, 
a small profit, sure. You're not making the big profit you could if you built them yourself, but that's okay because you've left all the liability also outside the door. It's not going to affect you. It's going to affect the fabricator. So learn from them. Watch what they do and pay strict attention to every detail and everything that happens. Um, that's really the best way to look at it. So when you're working with subcontractors to help you with those channel letters, you're still in control of the design and what they look like, right? You don't need to run it past your subcontractor unless there's a design issue, right? Or uh, sorry, a construction issue. Yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, I don't think it hurts. It depends on how much they want to be bugged. But it's never bad to run a design past somebody who understands how they go together, how they're built. You know, where are raceways? Where are the where are they used? Are they remote wired behind the wall? Are they on the front side of the wall? Where do the halo backers go? Are you going to use standoffs? Are you going to use clear backs for the halo letters or frosted? There are there's so many minor little details that come into play that if you lean on and trust upon your fabricator, and like I said, if you have a relationship with them. They're going to steer you in the right direction because they want to look good. They want to make you look good. And they want a long-term relationship. And when, when, I, when I approach um, a design project for channel letters, obviously, you know, you're working with your client and you want to provide them what they want. But as we know, just because the client wants it doesn't mean it's going to be possible. And you'd be surprised what what kind of cool things can be done with channel letters just in the fabrication of the design that you come up with? So you work with your client, you come up with the design, looks good, you show it to the fabricator, just real quick behind the scenes, are we all okay? Or is this going in the right direction? He said, yeah, yeah, you're good to go. You take that design back, show it to your client. You can then basically close the sale, collect a deposit, and put the paperwork into, into process, knowing that your fabricator is gonna do everything that needs to get done. And you, as the designer of that artwork or of those channel letters, you're gonna act as the project manager because you're gonna walk that thing through every step of fabrication with your wholesaler. And the reason that they're gonna let you do that you're not going to go down to their shop or anything like that. But the reason they're going to let you follow that is you've already talked to them in advance and they know you're trying to learn. You are trying to learn and understand the process so you can do it correctly. And what on the, on the side of that wholesaler, this wholesaler is, is now going to show you how channel letters are built and how to sell them and how they're installed and fabricated. What's in it for them? What's really in it for them on a long run? Well, if they train you properly, they basically have created a salesperson. Your company, anybody you offer to, you've got a relationship established with a wholesale fabricator for channel letters, whoever that may be. That's who you're going to work with. You're not going to go someplace else. Even if somebody advertises and so Lister says, hey, you know, we can do these channel letters for you 20% less than anyone else in the world. Great. So what? You know, what, what you're hanging your hat on is that you got a relationship with a fabricator that's watching your back. 
and you're watching their back. You're making sure you're going to give them info that they need so that they can do the job properly. You two are communicating back and forth, and they are training you on how to present a job to them so they can build it. And that's how a lot of small shops get into the sign industry step by step. You watch, you observe, you learn, and you practice. But mostly is you've got that relationship with a company that you're both watching each other's back. So you can actually go to sleep at night knowing that your jail letters are being fabricated correctly and they're going to be installed correctly. And you're not going to have anything to worry about. If you are a, a designer who takes a lot of pride in pushing the envelope, do you think it's easier to uh, work with a, a fabricator to create something that's never been done before? Or do you think that's something that should be done in the house so that uh, you're not bringing up ideas that may not work to your fabricator? Uh, I would never be afraid of bringing up ideas that can't work. I mean, no. I mean, I think all, you know, Matt, I, I think you and I joked about this one time a while back, but, you know, there's, there's a saying that um, in the sign industry, you have to be careful when you're designing because, you know, you can accidentally design something that can't be built. And I think over the years, I've kind of changed that, that whole mantra because I think it needs to be almost anything is able to be built for if you got enough money, if the budget's big enough. Um, the, they have not invented transparent aluminum yet. But once they do, I think that will open up a whole lot of avenues for a lot of new creative ways to do channel letters. But until that happens, we have to work with, all work within the parameters of the materials that make up a set of channel letters. But there are so many ways to skin that cat. Um, you've got trimless channel letters now that are being fabricated without any trim cap on them. You've got channel letters that are fabricated with actual aluminum retainers. That's a whole study all in itself on how good a router, uh, how good a, uh, a router table operator you are as far as being able to set up files so that they all line up and everything registers perfectly for a fabricated retainer that would go on a channel letter that's let's say, 10 foot tall. So um, there, there are a plethora of ways in channel letters to do it as simple as pie or as complicated as you want to make them. That's what I love about them the most. What do you think is probably the biggest technology in the last five years that has changed the way we make channel letters? In the last five years? That was a random number I just picked out. You can go oh, 10, thanks. 15. Yeah. I, you know, naturally, obviously, LED was was by far the game changer. Um, I, but I would say in the last five years, really the focus on the trimless. And, and I hate to, I mean, Jewelite has produced a great product for a long time. Um, but I, I just, I know up here in Colorado, what we deal with, we're at, you know, Denver's at a mile high. Um, a lot of mountain communities are another 2,500 feet above that. And the UV up here is brutal. It, it just eats everything alive. And so 
those having channel letters in certain applications where um, they are exposed to heavy UV, um, looking at a trimless letter, man, that is the way to go because that really is the weakest link of a channel letter is that piece of plastic and aluminum that's that's been molded to, and it's designed, it's glued to the face, the acrylic face, and then that hangs down about an inch on each side, all the way around it, I should say, that face, and it allows that face to be attached to the returns of the channel letter. And um, so there's, uh, I know one company, Braz Specialties in Denver, they've, uh, they've come up with a way to build a channel letter without any trim cap whatsoever. And, um, it's ah, amazing. It's an amazing looking letter. And it, you look, something so simple and yet so, so succinct in the way it's designed and fabricated, you just go, wow, how in the world did that ever not get, get thought of earlier? But that's what I say about the sign industry. There, there are so many ways to do, to build a channel letter. That it's it's it almost it's mind-boggling where you can stop on, on the things you can do with it. Thank you so much to Matt Charbonneau for joining me today. You can catch Matt's training seminars live at the Graphics Pro Expo throughout the year, and be sure to catch his columns monthly in Graphics Pro Magazine. You can catch all of our previous Graphics Profiles episodes and tune into new episodes by subscribing to our show on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. New episodes come out every month. And if there's a topic you'd like us to discuss, drop me a line. My contact information is in the show notes of today's episode. Until then, stay safe and best of luck in business.